Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. X3, X3, Sentinel X3, now the most refreshing drink in the world, Orange Crush, presents The Green Hornet. the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Rick Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Now ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure of The Simple Clue, The Green Hornet Strikes Again. The adventures of The Green Hornet are brought to you by Orange Crush, the world's leading orange drink that tastes better naturally. Orange Crush is flavored with the juice of fresh, tree-ripened Valencia oranges, so naturally it tastes better. Always keep delicious Orange Crush handy in your refrigerator. At your dealers, get the Orange Crush Handy Pack. Six bottles of Orange Crush in a handy carrying case. Ken Benson was a well-built, dark-complexioned young man. As he sat alone in a compartment on the city-bound express, his thoughts were suddenly interrupted when the compartment door quickly opened and closed. Ken looked up to face another man about his own build, holding a blunt automatic. What's the idea? Surprised, eh? You didn't know I'm wise to you. I must say I am surprised, Barker. You're much smarter than I gave you credit for. But you can't get away with anything on this train. Don't be too sure. The other people riding this Pullman car are in the diner right now. I've made certain no one is near enough to hear a shot. You lay your plans carefully, don't you? More carefully than you do, Benson. I'll not shoot unless you make it necessary. I prefer to take you along with me as my prisoner, so the others may question you. At the proper time, you're the one who'll be questioned. Perhaps, if that time ever comes. Well, right now it looks as though you have the drop on me. So... What? Give me that gun. I'll give you a bullet right now. Not if I can help it. Uh, sorry, Barker, but you shouldn't have tried gunplay. Uh, he's done for. There's no one coming. much time. Ken quickly and thoroughly searched Leon Barker. After taking his credentials, he found a small notebook containing what seemed to be an identification code. Uh, just what I was hoping to find. It'll be some time before he's found after I leave the train.
In the city, a man and a girl were waiting in the railroad station at the exit gate. Here comes his train now, Doctor. Yes, we must not make any mistakes, Marietta. We must watch closely. He does not know us by sight. We can't make a mistake. He'll be wearing a brown top coat, a light tan hat, and will carry a black briefcase. We'll be sure he identifies himself sufficiently. Here come the people from the train. Watch for him. Oh, Look, that man, I'm sure that's he. We'll stop him and find out. Pardon me, young man. Do you have the correct time? Oh, yes. It's, uh, two o'clock. Hmm, your watch must be slow. Exactly half an hour. That's the correct answer, Doctor. Yes. We have come to meet you. Your number? X-84. That's right. We know your name as Leon Barker, though I do not doubt that it is an assumed name. Yes, it is. Leon, this is my secretary, Marietta Corey. How do you do, Marietta? I'm Dr. Gorky. How do you do, sir? We'll take a cab to my home where we can talk more freely. We'll go now. Late that afternoon, Brick Reed, young publisher of the Daily Sentinel newspaper was busy in his office when Mike Axford, one of his reporters, entered. Hello, Axford. What do you want? Going to get assigned me to a murder case. He told me to report to you when I got back. A man was found dead in a compartment of a Pullman car. He was found after the car had been shunted into the yard. Oh, Gunnigan has already told me about it. But what did you find out? Oh, not much. I stuck along with Sarge while he questioned the conductor and the porter. Well? They couldn't tell much. They haven't found out who the victim is. There wasn't any identification on him. Anything else? They got a vague description of a guy who might have done it, Reed. What sort of description? Well, the porter said he thought he remembered a young guy wearing a brown top coat coming out of that compartment as the train pulled into the station. That might be a lead. Sure. I went with Sarge while he questioned the cab drivers. Now, one of them said he took a guy like that with an old geezer and a girl. Both of them were wearing dark glasses, he said. But go on. Where'd he take them? He drove all three of them to a corner downtown. He said he thought they got into another cab after they got out of his. That certainly is suspicious. Yeah, but the trail ended there. The police are stumped. There isn't much to go on at that, Mike. Hey, what's that you have there? Oh, this. It's a timetable I picked up in that driver's cab. It was lying on the seat. Of course, anyone might have left that. Yeah. I decided it wasn't important. That's why he didn't give it to Sarge. Well, why are you carrying it in your hand? Oh, <laughs> I forgot I had it. That I did. <laughs> I, I leave it with you, Reed. Maybe you'll need a timetable sometime. Oh, Mr. Case has plenty up in her office, Mike. You better get back to police headquarters in case something new develops on that murder. Okay, I'll go there right now. See you later, Reed. So long. So long. What's that? Somebody drew little connected triangles on the back of it. Just some unconscious doodling, I suppose. <laughs> Axford certainly picks up the darndest things. That evening, behind drawn curtains in his study, Dr. Gorky sat at his desk while he carried on a conversation with Ken Benson and his secretary, Marietta. Our work is almost done, Leon. 
But our plans will not be complete until after the arrival of another of our agents tomorrow afternoon. Oh, then there's another person in on this besides us, Doctor. Yes, yes. Putting the information that he'll bring with what you brought is all that's needed for me to finish my calculations. How is it you've been able to work so long in this city without suspicion? I've been in this country many years, Leon. I'm a naturalized citizen. Dr. Gorky is a recognized authority on higher mathematics. He's fully trusted here. Oh, I've heard of the doctor, of course. I've read some of his articles. Yes. The doctor's even been called in to help on some of the calculations for secret weapons. That is true. I'm finishing a series of articles for the Daily Sentinel, which I'll take to the Sentinel office tomorrow. But the most important work of all is what we are about to do. Just what is it you're going to work out from the information I brought to you? Evidently, you have not been told... As you know, the information you brought gives the sections of the American East Coast which are more heavily patrolled by naval ships. Added to what information I'll get tomorrow, I'll be able to go to work calculating the distances offshore and the best possible positions for our submarines to take, from which to launch guided missiles. So that's it. Of course. You must have had some idea. Oh, I, I figured it was something like that. You're uh, sure the other agent will arrive tomorrow? Yes, yes, he'll come directly here. He's been here before. When would the bombing take place? Mm, perhaps in a month or so. We'll complete the details tomorrow night. Then Mark, the other agent, will take them and see that they get through to our country. The United States will have gone through the elections and will be without a definite leader until January when the president-elect takes office. In the meanwhile, this country for the first time will feel the ravage of war on her own shores. The following afternoon, Britt Reed had just returned to his office from lunch when Mike Axford entered carrying a thick envelope. Oh, what's up now, Axford? Uh, Gunnigan asked me to bring this up to you. Some doctor something or other was waiting to see you, but he had to go. He left this envelope. Oh, that must be from Dr. Gorky. Yeah, that's the name. <laughs> Cassie's fit to be tied, that she is. <laughs> Why? That doc marked up all her magazines while he was waiting. <laughs> Here's the stuff he left. Oh, thanks. I'm sorry I missed him. I've been wanting to meet Dr. Gorky. No, tell Gunnigan I'll send this down to him shortly, Mike. I'll tell him, Reed. Yeah, this must be the last of the doctor's articles. Hmm, something on the back of the envelope. Rick turned the envelope over and saw a lot of little triangles joined together just like the doodling that was found on the timetable Axford found in the cab. Britt compared the timetable with the envelope, then exclaimed, Great Scott! Dr. Gorky could have been the old man who was seen with that murder suspect yesterday. I'll phone Cato. Yeah. Don't want to make a mistake, but I'd like to have a look around at the doctor's place. Mr. Reed's apartment. Cato, I want you to do something for me. Look up Dr. Gorky's address. Go there and watch the place. See who comes and goes. Oh, yes, Mr. Britt. Above all, let me know if the doctor goes out again. He left here, and I think he went home. I make sure if he go out again that no one at home. Good. That's what I want to know. I'll go to the apartment and wait there until I hear from you. Be careful you're not seen, Cato. I be careful. I come to apartment right away if doctor leave home. All right. See you later. Goodbye. Rick Reed went to his apartment to wait for Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, 
and one of the few persons knowing his identity as the Green Hornet. Just as darkness was setting in, Cato returned to make his report. I watched Doctor's house for a long time, Mr. Fritz. See no one until a short time ago. Well, whom did you see then? Old man come out of house with young girl and young man. They get into car and drive away. I wait, then ring doorbell. No one at home now. How long ago did they leave? Maybe ten minutes. Place not far from here. Well, I want to look through that house. Especially since you saw a young man and girl with the doctor. We'll take the Black Beauty. Wait, ready. Also, gas gun and mask. Good. Let's go. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of the closet in the bedroom, Rick Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment house itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. It seems improbable that a respected man like the doctor would really be mixed up in anything like a murder. Respectability often cloaked for evildoer, Mr. Britton. Yeah, that's right. Now, let's go. <laughs> Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness. We'll continue our story in just a moment. Would you like an Orange Crush? Well, naturally, because naturally it tastes better. Right. Orange Crush tastes better naturally. It's flavored only with the natural juices of fresh Valencia oranges. I love that fresh, tangy taste. And so does my whole family. Say, kids, your families will love Orange Crush, too. When they taste this delicious drink, they'll say it's better than any they ever had before. Then you just say, why, naturally. It's flavored with the pure, natural juices of tree-ripened Valencia oranges. Yes, Dad, Mom, and you, the whole family, will love this sparkling, swell-tasting drink. Orange Crush is the world's leading orange drink. There's nothing else so good. It tastes better, naturally. No wonder my youngsters ask for Orange Crush as soon as they're home from school. I'm glad they want it, too, because I know it's good for them. You bet it is. So, fellas and girls, drink all you want of delicious Orange Crush. Tell Mom you want it right away. Tell her to pick up a six-bottle handy pack at her grocer's tomorrow. And ask for Orange Crush at refreshment counters when you go to the games. But be sure and ask for it by name. Don't just say orange. Say, I want Orange Crush. Because it tastes better naturally. That's Orange Crush. O-R-A-N-G-E-C-R-U-S-H. Orange Crush. Now back to the Green Hornet. As Britt Reed and Cato drove in the direction of Dr. Gorky's home, Britt carefully compared the markings on the envelope with those in the timetable. There's no doubt about it. The same man made the markings on both of these, Cato. We know Dr. Gorky made them on the envelope while he waited in my outer office. Does that mean he also made markings on timetables? Yes. He must be the elderly man who was with a girl and a young man in the taxi cab. Now, Axford found out from the cab driver that the three of them left the station together and drove to a corner downtown where they dismissed the cab. Oh, you think they changed to other cab, maybe? Yes. 
Either that or they had a car waiting somewhere in the downtown section to take them where they wanted to go. If what you think is true, that doctor involved a murder of man on train, I not understand why. Well, Dr. Gorky is a scientist and mathematician of note, Cato. His work would be of value to other countries in many ways. Oh, then you think maybe foreign agents mixed up in murder case? It's highly possible. But that's what we're going to try to find out, Cato. You tell Axford what you think about Doctor? No. You know Mike Axford well enough to realize he'd tell everything I said to his friend Sergeant Burke at headquarters. That's so. It wouldn't do for the police to move in and pick up the Doctor for questioning. If he were involved in something big, it'd put him and the others on guard. If he were innocent... Well, he might start a suit against Britt Reed and the Sentinel. <laughs> now, the less Axford is told about things, the better. What do you do when we reach house of Dr. Gorky, Mr. Britt? Look through the house, as I told you before, and do some searching among his papers. We're not far from house now. Good. I want to get as much information and facts as I can before the doctor or others realize he's suspected. Step on it, Cato. <laughs> Rick Reed and Cato soon arrived in the vicinity of the doctor's house, parked the car in a vacant lot nearby, and hurried to a side window of the darkened house. You want me to go inside with you? Yes. Two can search better and faster than one. Hand me the screwdriver. What do we look for, Mr. Gray? Anything that seems suspicious, Cato. Drawings, criminating papers, and so forth. Follow me. This must be the study. We'll use a flashlight and search the desk. Doctor isn't involved as I thought, but I'm going to make sure. I'll leave a hornet seal right there on his desk blotter. If he's not involved in anything, the doctor should call the police the moment he sees that seal. Let's get out of here. What do we do if you not call police, Mr. Britt? In that case, the green hornet will go into action in a big way. We'll wait in the Black Beauty until they return. I have a hunch there's a big job ahead for both of us, Cato. A short time later, the doctor and his friends arrived, bringing the new agent whom they had gone to meet. The small group entered the study in Dr. Gorky's house. Now, Mark, I shall look over what you have brought. After that, we'll... Look... Look here. What is it, Doctor? What are you staring at? There on my blotter, a seal. That's the seal of the Green Hornet. Green Hornet? Who's he? What does that seal mean? I've heard of him. Think what this means. The Hornet suspects. What did you have in your desk? Anything incriminating, Doctor? No, I leave nothing around where people might find it. But if he suspects me, he may come back. Where do you keep your plans and papers, Doctor? The bookcase to the left of the fireplace swings out. Behind it is a small closet-like room where I keep my files. Uh, uh, wait, wait. What is it? I have a plan. 
A plan that may trap the Green Hornet. But he may not come back, Doctor. The Green Hornet is not an ordinary criminal. He came here for a definite reason. Therefore, I feel certain he will come back. What's your plan, Doctor? Mark and Marietta will go into the file room behind that bookcase. There's a small opening above one of the books through which Mark can point his gun. The opening is also big enough so that Mark can watch what goes on out here. What about me? You'll go behind that large screen over there, Leon. Mark, if the Green Hornet does come in, I'll attract his attention. Then when I lift this paper, like this, you shoot him down. You must not miss. Otherwise, he'll have you cornered in that little room. There's no other way out of there. I won't miss, Doctor. Right now, go watch from the other room with the lights out. I'll work here at my desk until the Green Hornet comes. Rick Reed and Cato had seen the arrival of the doctor and his friends. They waited in the Black Beauty to see what would be the result when the Hornet's seal was discovered. After considerable time had passed, Rick came to a decision. Cato... Dr. Gorky has had plenty of time to get the police here if he intended to do so. Well, no doubt he finds seal by now. Yes. We know there's a light in the study, so he must have found it. I've decided that he is involved in that murder and doesn't want to bring the police here. He go out with one man and girl, then come back with two men and girl. Yes. That means there are three men we'll have to face inside. You wait here. I'll go over to the house and have a look around. I don't expect to be long, Cato. At one of the windows in the darkened back room, Marietta and Mark stood peering out between the curtains. They spoke in low tones. Where is that new agent, Marietta? He's watching from a window in the hall. There's something about that man I don't trust. Why do you say that, Mark? He gave us the right answers at the station, and he brought the proper information. Nevertheless, I suspect him. Don't be so suspicious, Mark. The doctor would know if he were not one of us. They've already conversed in Russian, and he spoke it fluently. Maybe so. But later, I'll ask the doctor to let me put him through some tests. Tests that will definitely prove whether he's a communist agent or not. Come on. It's time to take our places in the study. I'm sure I saw someone sneaking toward the study window. Let's go. Did you see someone outside? Yes. A few moments ago, I saw a dark figure sneaking along under the windows. I think it was the Green Hornet. He ran toward the lot across the way. Oh, then he's about to enter our trap. Mark, you and Mary have to go into the file room behind the bookcase. Shoot when you get my signal. It will be a pleasure. You, Leon, go behind the screen as I told you before. This will be one trap the Hornet will never suspect. After a cautious inspection of the doctor's place, Rick Reed returned to the Black Beauty where Cato was waiting. What you find out, Mr. Britt? The doctor's working at his desk in his study. He seems to be alone. The others must be in some other part of the house. At least I'm sure he saw that seal. And now what we do? I'll go in and face the doctor. You come along and be nearby in case I need you. Let's go. The two men moved quickly and silently through the darkness. Then, after whispering a few words, they separated. Cato went toward the back of the house, while Britt reached up and soundlessly began to open the study window. Inside, Dr. Gorky bent his head over the papers, upon which his pencil moved swiftly. He stopped and looked up calmly, 
as a voice broke the stillness of the room. I see you're hard at work, Doctor. So, the Green Hornet. I thought you'd come back. Expecting my visitor. Well, that accounts for your lack of surprise. I'm not easily surprised, especially by such a blundering criminal as yourself. Now, just what do you want here? Have you forgotten so soon that I'm to be paid for helping you sell out the others? But, what do you mean by that? When you hired me, you said there'd be a big reward for turning in those commie spies. That's a lie. And especially for the one who murdered that man on the train yesterday. That blundering idiot, he did not tell me. He... I, I don't know what you're talking about. I think you do. Give me my cut and I'll do my part, Doc. If you warn me, I'll fix it to look as though you had nothing to do with them. Don't listen to him, Mark. Ken, it isn't true. He's lying, I tell you. Oh, my shoulder. Just as I thought a trap. From behind this desk, I... covered, Hornet. Maybe they can't get you from behind the bookcase, but I'm behind you. Well, anyway, your pals behind the bookcase shot the dock instead of me. Shoot him, Ken. Shoot him. Get up, you. Don't move, Hornet. And I'm warning you commies behind the bookcase to stay there if you don't want to get shot. You... You are not Leon. You must be an American counter-spy. You murdered Leon on the train and took his place. Call it murder if you like, commie. Oh, oh my shoulder, you... Oh. So that's it. You're out to get this game. That's right. But I'm not forgetting you're working with them, Hornet. This is a big job to tackle alone, fella. Maybe, but I... Hey, stay in that pile room. Shoot! Mark's forcing me to shield him. Please don't shoot. I'm coming out, but I'm keeping Marietta in front of me. If you fire, you'll hit her. You dirty coward. Careful. I'll use her as a shield while I pass you and get to the door. Let me go. Let me go, Mark. I'll soon be through the door, then you can follow me. That counter-spy won't shoot while you're in the way. Stop or I'll have to shoot. No, please. You hit me. You not leave me. As Cato struggled with Mark, the spy fired wildly at Ken. The bullet nicked Ken's left arm, but he still held his gun in his right hand. One more shot will finish the sneaking counter-spy. Damn, I think not. <laughs> His bullet nicked my arm, but I still have you covered, Hornet. In a few minutes, I'll phone the police to take you all to headquarters. You're a spunky fellow. But I'll take, take that take gun. Why, you did that. There. Uh, yeah. yeah, if you weren't wounded, I wouldn't have been able to get it too easily. The doctor and the other guy are out cold, and the girl has fainted. So go ahead and call the police, buddy, but I'm leaving right now. Hey, wait, you. Ken ran over near the door and picked up Mark's gun, just as the doctor recovered consciousness. Oh, uh... What happened? Mark! Marietta! Game is up, Dr. Gorky. Your plans to direct guided missiles from submarines toward the American coast will be turned over to the proper authorities. Mark told me he suspected you. If that green hornet hadn't interfered, you would have been put to a test. And we'd have known you were a counter-spy. It's a good thing for me, then, that he did interfere. At least I have you and the other two to hand over to the federal authorities. He let the hornet get away. He must have been working with you. I happen to know he was in with your gang, Gorky. But believe me, if he weren't a spy and a criminal, he sure could have made a name for himself as a counter-spy. Well, now I'd better phone the police and report your capture. And also the escape of the Green Hornet.
That's the Green Hornet story for today. Another exciting story brought to you by the most refreshing drink in the world. The drink that's actually good for you because it's made with real oranges. The one and only Orange Crush. It sparkles, it tingles, it makes you feel fresh again. Always keep several bottles in your refrigerator. And always remember, the handy way to do that is to get the handy pack. Six bottles of Orange Crush in a handy carrying case. This program is a feature of the Green Hornet Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Green Hornet is played by Jack McCarthy. This copyrighted feature originates in Detroit, and all characters, places, and incidents used are fictitious. The Green Hornet is brought to you every Wednesday and Friday at the same time by the most refreshing drink in the world, Orange Crush. That's the drink you like best of all. Try it. Next time, ask for Orange Crush. But remember, don't say orange. Say Orange Crush. O-R-A-N-G-E-C-R-U-S-H. Orange Crush. Next Wednesday, listen to the Green Hornet again in the exciting story of danger entitled The Triple Cross. And now till Wednesday, this is Fred Foy saying so long from Orange Crush. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.